This is Father Dave Pavanka, and you're listening to Catholic Foodie. This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 116 of the Catholic Foodie, the Catholic Foodie and the pizza capital of the world. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about my birthday week. Yes, we even stretch out birthday celebrations to last as long as we can. (laughs) You know, it's not unusual for folks to celebrate their birthdays with a meal, and that is definitely a big tradition in our family, as you can well imagine. Sometimes we celebrate by going out to eat, sometimes by preparing a feast at home. You know, Grace, our youngest, loves crawfish for her birthday. Me? I love going to my favorite pizza parlor, Pizza Man of Covington, also known as the pizza capital of the world. And boy, do I have a story for you, so stay tuned right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. And as we begin this episode, I want to thank our sponsor, DivineOffice.org. You will find all things Liturgy of the Hours at DivineOffice.org, of course, the Liturgy of the Hours is the official prayer of the Church. It's, uh, it's prayed several times a day by priests, religious, and laity all around the world. It's a treasure trove of grace and a rich education in prayer. If you have never prayed the Liturgy of the Hours, I encourage you to give it a try. And DivineOffice.org makes it very easy to do so. You will find the hours available there in text format, also in audio, You can subscribe to the podcast version or download the iPhone or iPad app. And now there are apps for your Android or Nokia. That's right. Your Android or Nokia, there are apps for that too. There's even an app for your iMac or MacBook. But the most important thing you will find at divineoffice.org is a living community of prayer. So come join us in prayer at divineoffice.org. I also have some news to share with you about DivineOffice.org. You know, the folks over there have made some recent exciting announcements, and uh, I just have to share them with you. In addition to now having apps available for the Android and the Nokia, DivineOffice.org has also released a new Bible app. That's right. It's a Bible app for your Mac, and it's available in the Mac App Store You know, I'll I'll post links, of course, uh, to all these apps in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. But I have to tell you that I'm very excited about this new Bible app. You know, the Word of God is living and powerful, and the new Bible app makes it even more accessible to us. It's Bible software the Mac way. (laughs) It's so easy to navigate, and you don't have to, to be a Bible scholar to use it. It's just a Bible reader... You know, it is really the Bible reader for the rest of us. The beautiful, elegant user interface allows you to dive into the sacred scriptures without all the clutter of websites. So this beautifully crafted, simple-to-use Bible app is the perfect companion for daily inspiration and spiritual nourishment. Use it to keyword search and compare specific verses from 20 editions in six languages. Here's some of the features of the app. As I just mentioned you can access 20 English, Latin, and Greek versions from your Mac desktop. You can read passages in five other languages. you got German, Italian, French, Spanish, and Croatian, in addition to English. You can compare multiple translations of the Bible by using a uh, contextual menu and selecting, you know, open the same passage in another Bible. You can also immerse yourself completely in the Word of God by using the full-screen mode. 
So use the internal search engine to look inside all the versions, or or you can also kind of drill down to like specific languages, the Bibles in specific languages. Uh, You can also search for a specific keyword or an exact phrase or even a passage using standard notation like John 1, 1 through 18, something like that. You could find your passage that way too. You can also highlight verses, and here's a cool thing. You can access all your selections, right, from a convenient, dedicated screen where your selections are organized by Bible version and also date, like whenever you highlighted them. Very, very convenient. That's really awesome. So as with all the other apps developed by SurgeWorks and the folks over at DivineOffice.org, this is a sleek and elegant app that is designed to help you grow in your faith. If you haven't seen it yet, please do go check out the Bible app in the Mac App Store, or visit the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com, where I'll post a direct link to more information on the new Bible app. Incidentally, I think this and the Divine Office app, too, would make a great Father's Day gift. Hint, hint. (laughs) That's right. Tomorrow is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Hearts to play, tippy tippy tay, tippy tippy tay, like a guitar and When the stars make you drool, just like a pastefazul at Samore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. Well, birthday meals, goodness, those are so important. And, you know, we have a few birthday meal traditions in our family. Uh, For instance, you know, Grace, as I mentioned, our youngest tends to uh, request boiled crawfish uh, for her birthday. And Char's favorite is sushi, so we tend to go out to a sushi bar to celebrate hers. And then Christopher's favorite is sushi, too, so, well, that's where we end up. And then Annabelle, well, you know, she's... Known to follow in my footsteps, and uh, where do my footsteps lead? Hmm, let me see. Uh, To pizza, of course. (laughs) My most favorite food in all the world is pizza, and my most favorite pizza place is Pizza Man of Covington. So, it should be no surprise that this is where we tend to end up every year for my birthday. But, you know, I have to tell you, this has been quite a week. My birthday was really on the 15th, right? It's on Wednesday. But the kids were at Vacation Bible School all this week, and Char was in charge of the whole program. So in addition to that, the girls have gymnastics on Wednesday nights. So that would have made it kind of hard to celebrate my birthday appropriately on that day. So instead, I made a late lunch of fresh salsa and fish tacos. And then we planned to hit Pizza Man on Friday. Uh, And we also asked a few friends to come along to help us celebrate. Now, you know, this year, (laughs) when I think about it, this year has been a weird one when it comes to my birthday. First of all, I just explained the scheduling for the week, right? But another strange thing that happened was that I received a birthday present from my parents a full month before my birthday. (laughs) I remember being so confused when my mom called and, yeah, I guess it was like mid-May. She called it to tell me uh, that my they were shipping my birthday present to me and that I would have it in a couple of days. And I couldn't understand why they would send me my present a month early. I'm thinking, did they like forget <laughs> when my birthday is? What's the deal, you know? But when it arrived, I immediately understood. 
they had bought me a new crawfish pot, a 120-quart crawfish pot. <laughs> and they, they, uh, they sent it early because they wanted me to be able to use it while crawfish season was still going strong. By mid-June, yeah, crawfish are kind of like gone, right? The season's pretty much over at that point. But use it, we did. You know, I ended up boiling 60 pounds at one time in one pot a couple of weeks ago. That was very exciting. So thank you very much, Mom and Dad. Uh, I really appreciate that. It's a wonderful, wonderful gift and uh, one that I'm sure we'll get a lot of use out of. So, you know, it's, it's funny. The reason that they got that for me is because uh, my old pot had a few holes in it. And uh, every time I boiled crawfish, I had to plug the holes with wood skewers. <laughs> but not anymore. Not anymore. And it's funny because um, for Easter, I, we bought, uh, boiled crawfish, if you remember, at Easter time. And the episode that I released uh, on Easter was a video episode. It was about eight minutes, I think. It wasn't very long. But it was a video showing you the crawfish and the crawfish boil and all that fun stuff, of course. And uh, one of the things as I was, uh, you know, shooting this video, I realized how ridiculous this was because I've got these wood skewers sticking out of this pot, right? It's like, this is not, this is just not cool. And uh, I, f I felt obligated at the time to mention, well, I guess I need to get a new pot because uh, I've got to plug these holes up with these wood skewers. Anyway, my mom and dad saw the video and they thought, oh, well, we'll just we'll get him a new pot for his birthday, you know? So again, Mom, Dad, thank you so much. I love you, and uh, I appreciate the gift. It was wonderful. I did receive a neat gift from a friend of mine, uh, Robert Simpson, on my actual birthday. A very appropriate gift, too. He, he bought me a black baseball cap with this message embroidered in white <laughs> across the top. I'm having a no-hair day. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've seen my ugly mug, you understand that. I'm I'm having a no-hair day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Robert. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. And, you know, on my actual birthday, I also received those gifts that I most look forward to, the cards and the crafts that the kids make for me every year. And uh, and, and, and also, you know, of course, I get a, a, a wonderful card or something like that from from my wife, Char. So I always look forward to all of that. And also this year, they gave me a really cool Greek cookbook. So yummo, that's awesome. And I'm sure we'll be talking more about Greek cuisine throughout the year now that I have a specifically Gr uh, Greek cookbook. I'm excited about that. Now, you know, I'm not trying to focus only on the gifts that I received. That's really not what I'm doing here. Uh, I I'm actually trying to lead up to something. <laughs> I received a huge surprise Friday night, and that's the night that we're going to get together with friends, right, to celebrate my birthday appropriately at Pizza Man, but I received a huge surprise Friday night that really blew me away. I mean, it just really blew me away, and I want to convey to you why it was so awesome and why I loved it so much, and to do that, you know, I have to tell you a few stories, you see. So, yes, pizza is indeed my favorite food. I dedicated two episodes to pizza way back in the beginning of The Catholic Foodie, episodes 7A and 7B. See, that, 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 that'll tell you right there what I, how, how I feel about pizza, okay? I did an episode that ended up being like almost two hours long. Well, not really. It was more like an hour and a half. But uh, I, I thought I can't, I can't release an hour and a half episode. I've got to divide it up. I've got to split it up. So I did. It's episodes 7A and 7B, entitled That's Amore, 
appropriately enough. And that's more amore. <laughs> so, you know, I've also written about pizza and pizza man on the blog and also talked about both on the show over the last couple of years. So you might remember that Grace, our youngest, dressed up as pizza man for Halloween last year, too. And I posted uh, pictures both on the website, uh, on the blog over at catholicfoodie.com and also on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. That was too funny. I also brought, we, 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 you know, one day we were at Pizza Man, I had my iPhone with me, and I showed him the picture of Grace dressed up like him. And, I mean, he was just tickled pink. <laughs> tickled pink. He's like a legend, you know what I'm saying? The Pizza Man. Nobody can make pizza like the Pizza Man can. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a, a legend around here, so it's phenomenal. Anyway, you know, Pizza Man is really a one-of-a-kind kind of place. And, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a hole in the wall. It's a dive. It is a pizza parlor. It does not have pizza machines in it, right? They do all they do by hand. I mean, everything is done by hand. Uh, it's just, it's not like Domino's or, or even some of that. I mean, Mellow Mushroom, goodness gracious. You know, that's a, that's a, a chain. It's all over the place. They make good pizza. But, but Pizza Man is like, oh, leagues beyond Mellow Mushroom, all right? So anyway, it's one of a kind. Uh, I love it, and it and it really does have a special meaning for us as a family. I mean, I used to go there when I was at the seminary right down the road uh, 15 years ago or however long ago it was. It's been a long time now. Golly, is it 15? More than 15 years. Uh, I, we used to go there sometimes. The guys, would we would go out and, and have pizza over at Pizza Man. So I remember it from back then. Uh, Robert, who grew up in Covington, my friend Robert Simpson, he can remember when it first opened in 1976. He was going as a child. He was going as a kid. You know, it was in a different location at the time. And now they, they've, you know, I think 18, 20, 22 years ago, I believe, they moved to the present location. So it's been around. It's like an icon here. It's incredible. Pizza Man. So, you know, there was an article about Pizza Man written by Stephen, I think it's uh, Fowler or Fowre. I uh, don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry about that. But for Inside Northside Magazine back in 2006, and I'd like to share this article with you because I think it really conveys what makes the restaurant so unique. So let me, uh, let me share this with you. This is what he writes. Generations of wide-eyed customers have packed the house to witness the dough-tossing, pan, pizza pan-juggling, pie-making magic that is Paul Schrems and crew in action on a weekend night at the Pizza Man in Covington. The pizza assembly and baking area is fronted with glass that the kids press up against to watch the spectacle. The walls are lined with pizza boxes decorated by local artist Suzanne King that are a witty and whimsical treasure. Each season is represented by a set of her creations. The holiday-themed boxes just came down, and before that, the back-to-school football and hurricane season works were on display. There are boxes providing visual representations of the songs in the restaurant's old-style jukebox, which contains quite a blend of old standards, including big band and folk tunes. All this action may keep the customers entertained, but it's the quality of the Pizza Man's award-winning pies that keeps them coming back year after year. Tom Fitzmorris, one of New Orleans area's, uh, the New Orleans area's top restaurant critics, sums the whole scene up nicely. He says, The pizza box art is brilliant. The selection of music on the jukebox, 
knows no equal for eclecticism and listenability. The attitude of the staff, especially pizza man Paul himself, makes you love them. And on top of that, they make a pizza that ranks with the best. You know, Paul has been the pizza man of Covington going on 30 years now. It's probably 35, 36 years now. Uh, He started the restaurant at a time when he remembers there was only one sign on the road to the city, and it read, Deer Crossing. (laughs) Back then, the pizza man was located on Boston Street, but when parking on the street was eliminated about 18 years ago, he relocated the, uh, the restaurant to its present spot on Collins, which is uh, Highway 190. The business has always been about family, his family, his employees' families, and the customers' families. His wife, Evelyn, has handled the business end since the beginning. She came from a, a pizza family. Her father, Bob Shane, uh, opened P- uh, Bob's Pizza Palace in Houma, Louisiana, almost 50 years ago. Recipes and techniques he developed live on at the Pizza Man, most notably the homemade Italian sausage. In homage to his father-in-law, one of Paul's specialty pies is named the Pizza Palace, which is topped with homemade Italian sausage, pepperoni, blanched green peppers, meatballs, and onions. And as a side note, the Pizza Palace, uh, that's charming. That's that's our favorite. (laughs) I love it. Pizza Palace, fantastic. We ate two of them last night. Anyway, Evelyn and Paul's sons, Aaron and Dustin, became involved as soon as they were big enough, although both have moved on to other pursuits for now. You know, 25-year-old Aaron, and keep in mind this was written a couple of years back, so 25-year-old Aaron is an international or is in international banking. His younger brother, Dustin, is a U.S. Marine who recently returned to the U.S. from a tour of duty in Iraq. And now, I have to tell you this, uh, Dustin is now working side-by-side with his dad right there in the restaurant making pizzas. Awesome. Very nice guy. like Dustin a lot. Cool dude. So one of the biggest blessings in my life has been the opportunity to work with my boys, says Paul. The boys grew up helping with every aspect of the operation, from sweeping floors to taking phone orders and making pizzas, and neither has ruled out returning to the pizza man in the future. It proved to be a valuable experience for them. Aaron told me he realized he had learned more about business and people at the restaurant than in college, Paul recalls. Dustin taught himself juggling one year <laughs> so that he and his father could juggle pans and pies in the window to delight the customers. You know, Hurricane Katrina provided the Shrimps family a mixed blessing. The company Aaron works for granted him temporary leave from his posting abroad to return home and help get the family's property cleaned up. Paul's other employees may as well be family, too. Some have been with him more than 25 years, and some of the younger staff follow in the footsteps of older brothers and sisters who have worked there through high school and college. You know, the Pizza Man's pizzas have definitely made their mark on the North Shore. Signature pies include innovative toppings of the highest quality, and an option not often found is to have your pizza made with garlic and olive oil instead of the typical red tomato sauce. Paul will do anything to please the customer and offers partially baked pies for take-home customers to finish baking in the oven at home, allowing even Slidellians from Slidell uh, to enjoy fresh-baked Pizza Man pizza. He'll cut a pie into nine slices for a party of three, and he'll make road cuts or small 
square slices for eating in the car on the causeway. Here's another aside. The causeway spans between the North Shore, kind of where I am, to New Orleans. And uh, it's the longest bridge in the world. It's 24 miles long. So I, I can't, that would be like heaven, having a pizza man pizza to, to, to eat on as I drive across a 24-mile bridge. Wonderful. That's awesome. I've never thought of that, never did it. But that's a fantastic, fantastic idea. All right, we're continuing here. The biggest seller is the board. That's the name of it, the board, topped with handfuls of fresh spinach, mushrooms, spicy capicola ham, feta cheese, onions, and garlic. Another specialty is the WOW. That's right, the WOW, in all caps. (laughs) It's a white pizza with cheese and olive oil, crab meat or crawfish, artichoke, and asparagus. I'm telling you what, the WOW, it is, it really is slap your mama good, okay? It, It really is that good. So the board now has legions of fans. And Tom Fitzmorris, that food critic from New Orleans, is a definite devotee. It tops his list of best spinach dishes in the New Orleans area. Quite an honor, given that Antoine's creamed spinach, all right, Antoine's restaurant, creamed spinach is Tom Fitzmorris's number two. <laughs> that's that's huge. That's incredible. That's awesome. I have goosebumps when I read that. That's incredible. So way to go, Pizza Man. All right. So as a North Shore resident, Tom keeps regular tabs on his number one spinach dish, of course. He says, I need my board special pizza fix every few weeks, lest I go mad. (laughs) He said that adding in typical food-loving fashion, oh, wait, an Italian salad with anchovies too, please. (laughs) Their Italian salad is really good, so... Anyway, another fan of the board is Parish National Bank President Gary Blossman, who Paul says uh, prefers a customized, chunky version of the pie that adds pesto, tomato, and artichoke. Gary can appreciate why the pizza man has been a success year after year. He says Paul has the talent of making every customer feel like his most important customer. He practices what we call heads-up banking. (laughs) at Parish National Bank. Keep your head up so you can greet everyone as they come in to make them feel welcome. Gary is one of many customers who are a special delight to Paul, those he remembers coming in with their children or with their parents not so long ago who now are parents themselves bringing their children to eat at the Pizza Man. He gets a kick out of parents playing Puff the Magic Dragon, a jukebox favorite, telling their kids how they used to sing along, and then teaching them the song, too. And wait a minute. While I, while I just mentioned that, it reminded me. I've got something right here for you. The there we go. We, I can't tell you how many times I heard this song over there at, uh, at Pizza Man. So, ah, Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> this place was, it was founded in 1976, folks, okay? So this is why you have Puff the Magic Dragon there as a... Uh, on the jukebox. It's a big deal. <laughs> so uh, it says, you know, if they're, if, they're, if they're lucky in not too many years, those kids will be able to bring their own children to stand in front of the glass window and watch the Pizza Man magic. So uh, if you are ever, ever in New Orleans or the North Shore area, oh, I cannot recommend the Pizza Man of Covington enough. It's located at 1248 Collins Boulevard, which is also known as uh, Highway 190 on the North Shore. 
And it's only open for dinner, and that's seven days a week now, but it opens at 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. till seven days a week. So, fantastic. Oh. Anyway, I hope that that article conveys just a, a little bit of what makes Pizza Man such a special place for us. Y- you know, from time to time, I've posted pictures on Facebook and Twitter and the Catholic Foodie blog of the pizza boxes that adorn the walls of Pizza Man. They're always so funny and witty and just just a lot of fun. And uh, you never know which ones you're going to see on the wall when you get there. So usually after we order, I'll walk around the restaurant and check out, you know, what, what do they have up now? You know, is it, a, is it a holiday theme? Is it hurricanes in the summertime? Is it, you know, what is it? So uh, sometimes they maybe have a political bent to them. Sometimes they, it, it's, it's about uh, popular culture, maybe a TV show or something else on, uh, that, that everybody knows about. Uh, but just a lot of fun, and uh, it's just like a, a very unique thing. And of course, for this episode too, I will post pictures of Pizza Man and of the boxes and all of that stuff in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. But uh, so the other day, right, as Friday approached, I was getting more and more excited about going to Pizza Man because it's been a while. We haven't been in a few months. And our good friends, the Simpsons, you know, Robert Simpson and his family, and Big D, also known as Dwayne DeRoche, you know, Big D is the godfather of Christopher. They were going to meet us there to celebrate, too. Now, Big D showed up first on Friday evening, about 10 minutes probably before we got there. And he'd already ordered a, uh, thankfully, <laughs> he'd already ordered a picture of Abita's, you know, Abita Brewery right down in my backyard over here, basically. Abita's Restoration Ale. And uh, it was already there on the table waiting for us. So, you know, it took about 10 minutes. I have to say this. It, it took about 10 minutes before I noticed it, okay? Before I noticed it, it took about 10 minutes. And even when I did notice it, I don't think I quite got it at first. I don't think it really registered at first. Okay, okay, what am I talking about? <laughs> You're saying, what do you mean, it? What do you, what do you, what's this guy talking about? Well, this is what I'm talking about. You know, Char and I got there, uh, the, the beer's on the table, uh, Big D had a glass, and, and he didn't have glasses out there for us because they, they, the, the mugs are ice cold, and so you don't want them sitting on the table getting warm. But as soon as we walked in, uh, the waitress brought us over some mugs, and uh, we poured a beer, and we we're just catching up with Big D. You know, we, we haven't seen him since the Greek Fest, and so we're just catching up. You know, what's been going on for the last month or so, you know, since Greek Fest. And as we're talking, about 10 minutes into it, as we're talking, I just happened to look up at the wall behind him, and there... Amid all the other pizza boxes was one with a picture of me on it. <laughs> me. A pizza box with me on it. Me and Pizza Man. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And it just didn't really hit me at first. I was like this, just you know, confused. Like, what is this? But across the top it said, There's no foodie like the Catholic foodie. And in one hand, in the picture, I'm holding a slice of birthday pie. That's right. It's a pizza pie with a, with a candle on it. In the other hand, I'm holding a microphone. And in my little speech bubble, you know, a little cartoon kind of thing, my little speech bubble, are these words. Today on The Catholic Foodie, we come to you live from the pizza capital of the world, Pizza Man. <laughs> I was just blown away. Absolutely blown away. It had the Catholic Foodie logo on it and everything, and I'm thinking, what? Well, how did this? How did this happen? You know, there was even a crab on there that's saying 
Laissez les bon temps rouler. <laughs> it was simply amazing, folks. I still have the giggles thinking about it or looking at it because the box is right here on my bed right now. I need to get it framed or something. But if you want to see pictures of this box, uh, you know, I'm going to use uh, that box for the album art for this episode of The Catholic Foodie. But you can also go over to catholicfoodie.com and the Facebook page over at uh, facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. There are pictures posted or there, there, there are pictures on Facebook right now, but there will be pictures on catholicfoodie.com with the show notes here for this particular episode. Amazing. The long and the short of it, Big D, right, Dwayne, Big D somehow set this up with Pizza Man and with Suzanne King, who does all the, 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 the artwork for these pizza boxes. Very special pizza box. I mean, I feel like I've been immortalized here. You know what I mean? This is unreal. I mean, it's like I'm on the wall of fame now. That's <laughs> the way I feel. This is incredible. I just, I'm still blown away by it. I can't believe it. So <laughs> anyway, please do go check out the picture. It's, it's just fantastic, and I'd love to, to get your thoughts on that. So thank you to all my family and friends and to Big D for this big, huge surprise last night. Without all of you, my life would be impoverished. But as it stands... I'm the richest man in the world. Oh, you got to taste this. This is, oh, it's got this kind of mm, burning, melty. It's not really a smoky taste. It, it, it's a certain, oh, it, it's kind of like a, it's got like this boom, zap kind of taste. Don't you think? What, what would you call that flavor? Lightning-y? Yeah. It's lightning-y. Oh, we got to do that again. Okay, when the next storm comes, we'll go up on the roof. I know what this needs. Saffron. A little saffron would make this. Saffron. Why do I get the feeling it's, it's in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen? Well, folks, we're going to head into the kitchen now. Uh, you know, I mentioned that on Wednesday I prepared a late lunch of fresh salsa and fish tacos. And I posted pictures uh, over on the Catholic Foodie Facebook page. And some folks, including my good friend Sonia McGarity, asked for the recipe. So I'm going to give that to you right now. You know, let's start with the fresh salsa. You know, this is fresh salsa, as in all fresh ingredients made from scratch. Uh, I use a Cuisinart food processor, but you could easily uh, just chop everything by hand if you wanted something more of a, like a coarse or rustic kind of a salsa. Uh, or you could use a blender. Now, just be careful with blenders as they tend to liquefy food like this instead of just nicely chop it, okay, like a food processor does. But here are the ingredients for the salsa. I used four fresh whole tomatoes, and, you know, I like to use these local Creole tomatoes uh, that we get down here. Uh, also, I used four fresh jalapeno peppers. Now, you seed those, right? You cut them in half lengthwise, and then you take a spoon and you seed them. Take the seeds out, but you keep the seeds because you may want to add a few uh, into the salsa just to add some extra heat to it. Uh, we also had a, a, a half of a medium sweet onion. I like to, I like to use uh, Vidalia onions. Four or five cloves of garlic, about a half a bunch of cilantro chopped, the juice of one lime, a generous tablespoon of ground cumin or more, uh, salt to taste, and then a bit of honey. Now, here's what I do. I place the onion, the garlic, the jalapeno peppers in the Cuisinart, and I process it just long enough to chop it and mix the ingredients up. Then I quarter the tomatoes and I add them to the food processor along with the lime juice, the cilantro, the cumin, the honey, and the salt, and I process it again for a few seconds until all of that is mixed up and the tomatoes are nicely chopped. Then I taste it. 
and and, and then taste it again. <laughs> Got to make sure, you know. And uh, I tweak it. If it needs it, I'll tweak it, add a little salt, maybe add some of those jalapeno seeds, maybe. You know, add a little uh, cumin. Maybe it needs more cumin or more lime or whatever it might need. I could add a little more, just tweak it. And, um, uh, you know, and remember, it, it's all according to taste. So you make this the way you want it to taste. So you might add more of one thing. I might add more of another. So add more of whatever you want. It's, it's a very simple and delicious salsa recipe. Definitely a big hit in our family. And we like to serve this with blue corn chips. And they're, they're, the ones we get are made by a company. It's called the Garden of Eden. Not Eden, Eden, but E-A-T-I-N, the Garden of Eden, <laughs> which I think is so cool too. But it's organic. They're organic blue corn chips. So very good stuff. So yummo, buen provecho, right? Spanish for bon appetit, buen provecho. All right, so what about the fish tacos? You know, we love fish tacos. I used to eat them from time to time when I was a seminarian in Tijuana, Mexico with Mother Teresa's priests. You know, one of the places that I would go for lunch whenever I had to cross the border into San Diego was uh, Rubio's, Rubio's Fish Tacos. That's their specialty, fish tacos. And there's a great Mexican restaurant in New Orleans, actually. It's got a few locations. It's called Taqueria Corona, and they've got excellent fish tacos, too. So, you know, I, I guess it just stands to reason that I would love to make them at home. And this is, this is, what I, I, this is how I did it. And this is what you would need for the fish, at least. A, a couple of pounds of a firm fish, right? And usually the, the fillets, right? Just filleted fish. But firm fish, something like tilapia. That's what I use, tilapia. A quarter cup of, of um, uh, olive oil, E-V-O-O, as, uh, oh, what's her name? Rachel Ray would say, right? E-V-O-O, extra virgin olive oil, quarter cup. Juice of one lime, a tablespoon of chili powder, one or two jalapeno peppers seeded and chopped, uh, half a bunch of cilantro chopped, and then tortillas. you got to have tortillas, of course. These are uh, uh, tacos. Now, I will tell you that our family, we're trying to eat only real food. That means like nothing artificial and nothing that you, that, that's like full of preservatives. We cook our own food. We, we eat out at restaurants from time to time. We'll go to Pizza Man. I can't say that all their stuff at Pizza Man is like organic or anything like that. I just can't say that, you know. But we don't do that all the time, and we don't eat we don't eat fast food. You know, we 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 like to cook at home, cook our own food, and we like to cook real food. We don't want stuff that's been processed until it's not even food anymore. So, uh, because of that, you know, it's very hard to find tortillas that are real. And I looked. I have shopped it, and I looked. I couldn't find any. So I tried to make my own one day, and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> I just don't have the right tools. didn't work out too well. So what I did this time, it's the first time we've done this. What I did this time is I got, uh, you know, the, I told you about the Garden of Eden, right? These organic blue corn chips. Well, they also produce, same company, they also produce uh, taco shells, blue corn, organic blue corn taco shells. So I used those. And believe it or not, you know, it was kind of an experiment, but we ended up in the end, we thought, this, this is great. This is fantastic. A fish taco with this hard shell. It's wonderful. I'd, first time I'd ever, have, ever had a fish taco with a hard shell before, but I loved it. So anyway, uh, they work beautifully. It's fantastic. Now, for the fixins, we use this. We have red cabbage. We chop that. We have red onion that we, that we slice really, really thinly, okay? And then green onions. We have green onions, too. We slice those very thinly as well. We also make this deliciously creamy sauce to top the tacos with. Now, this is a sauce, so of course, 
Again, it's going to be all to taste. It's up to how you like it. But here's here's what we put in it, and uh, you could vary up the uh, uh, vary the measurements to you know, according to your taste. But this is what we had. We had uh, organic sour cream. We had mayonnaise. Now, believe it or not, I use mayonnaise. It's not organic. It's uh, I, I prefer blue plate. Believe it or not. Also, uh, sriracha. I don't know if you've heard of that particular. It's a, it's a it's a Chinese. If I'm not mistaken, it's a Chinese. Um, uh, or an Asian uh, hot sauce, chiracha. It's also known, a lot of people call it the rooster sauce because it's a picture in the front of a rooster. Love that stuff. Can't get enough of that stuff. That is so good. I love it. Uh, we also, in addition to that, added hot sauce, and uh, you could use either like a crystal hot sauce, which is what we have here in Louisiana, or there's one, it's a Mexican hot sauce. It's called Cholula. You can find that in the grocery store. Uh, and you're probably in your, um, 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 what do you call it, your Mexican cuisine or international cuisine aisle. They may have that, Cholula. It's it's widely available in the States. It's good stuff, too. Uh, also, chopped cilantro. You had some chopped cilantro. I don't know, maybe like a third of a, of a bunch of cilantro I would chop up and then add to that. The juice of a lime and then fresh squeezed, of course, and then also conrico or some other kind of Cajun seasoning mix. We kind of mixed all that together. I know it sounds like a lot of spice, and it is a lot of spice, and it is just so, so good. So the first thing I did was to prepare the marinade for the fish. And in a mixing bowl, I added a tablespoon of chili powder, a quarter cup of the EVOO, the juice of one lime, one or two jalapenos seeded and coarsely chopped. I added two, but you might only want to add one. I like that spice, you know. And then I added about a, a half a bunch of cilantro chopped, I whisked it all together and then poured this over the fish fillets in a large Ziploc plastic bag. Ziploc is a trade name, but I don't know what else to call them. It's a plastic bag, right? It zips locked. And uh, I placed it in the fridge uh, to, to marinate for at least half an hour. In the meantime, I prepped the rest of the fixins. I preheated the oven for the taco shells. I preheated the grill, in quotes there, grill. Right, which was in this case a cast iron griddle that spans two burners on my stove, and I preheated the griddle to medium high heat. Now, once everything was ready, I pulled the Ziploc baggie out of the fridge. I added a bit of olive oil and organic butter to the griddle, and immediately added two fillets to the griddle too. I didn't want the the oil and the the, the butter to burn, so I added the fish there pretty much immediately. I, I put a dash of salt on each fillet and allow them to cook on the hot griddle for about four minutes before flipping them. Now, once I flip them, because, I mean, fish cooks very fast, and so once I flip them, I let them cook for only about 30, 45 seconds. I didn't leave them on there long at all before pulling them and, and then uh, adding them to a plate so they could kind of rest for a few minutes. Then I repeated the process until the fillets were cooked. I think, I think that day I had a total of five fillets. So once they're all cooked, I let them rest for about five minutes while I prep the plates. And then I took a fork and I flaked the fish. Now, then it was just really a matter of assembling the tacos, saying grace, and then enjoying an absolutely delicious meal. Opa! <laughs> I mean, maybe I should say arriba or something like that. I don't know. But uh, if you decide to try these wonderfully delicious fish tacos yourself, please do let me know how they turn out. You can find the recipe over at catholicfoodie.com. And of course, you can always leave voice feedback for me by calling 985-635-4974. That's 
888-346-4974. You can reach me by email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. And there's always Facebook and Twitter. I'm Catholic Foodie, one word, Catholic Foodie on Twitter. And the Facebook page is at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. I look forward to hearing from you. Smells good. Those uh, goodies in there. Granny, Granny Pocket, the goodie lady. My goodness, she makes some good goodies. She's got a thing. It's like a, uh, it's like a uh, cookies, shortbread, chocolate icing between. Very. It's good. Uh, it's very good. Well, it's hard to believe it's that time again, folks. Time is flying by so fast. It does that, doesn't it? But it's already almost time for the 2011 CNMC, or at least I should say that the 2011 CNMC is fast approaching. The Catholic New Media Conference is what I'm referring to. And this this year, it will be in Kansas City from September 30th to October 1st. Now, a good friend of mine, Sister Ann Flanagan, is going to be presenting this year, and so is Matt Warner and Jeff Geerling, and so is the head of Vatican Radio. Can you believe that? You you can find more information and register online at cnmc.sqpn.com. I certainly hope to be there myself. How about you? Well, that wraps up another episode of the Catholic Foodie Folks. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed yourself. I thank you so much for spending time with me here. It's been fun. Don't forget to visit my friends over at simplicitiesoflife.com. They have excellent religious jewelry and heirloom-quality rosaries. Beautiful stuff. Simplicitiesoflife.com. And when you stop by over there, tell them I sent you. That would be great. So until next time, bon appétit.